0: This, you this. Okay. Yes. No. This is our skip lunch and learn. <laughs> what we're doing now is not having lunch because it's a sorbet uh, Those of you who need to eat, they should. they uh, couldn't have. Obviously, we couldn't have had a lunch today. First, I want to talk about the uh, the uh, dedication. Uh, There's a young man who's been uh, struggling with a uh, number of health issues. Uh, he's, uh, I don't even think he's thirty years old. Uh, mm-hmm and uh, I was contacted by his dad uh, to daven for him. Uh, well, actually just to talk to me. And I've been davening for him for a number of years. Uh, he's a wonderful boy. is Yosef Ben Sada. And um, again, you know, I, 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 I really am confident uh, with a lot of love and support with a lot of love and support, I think Moshe Yosef will definitely uh, make a full recovery and, and give a lot of nachas to, to his parents. Um, Sheer should be a for him. Uh, so, as, as, as you saw, I really sort of, I don't know if anybody is a fan of you know, 1950s or 60s films, I sort of like was... Um, when I talked about the anatomy of a chuva, I don't know if you remember, I was sort of like <laughs> referencing, you know, uh, the, the, the anatomy of a murder, the famous 1958 to 59 film, with uh, directed by Otto Preminger. I also sort of gave a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of build up and, and, and again, it's a lot of. <laughs> whenever you advertise, you guess you know you have to have a little bit of irony about how great what you're going to do you don't even know what you're really going to say sometimes until you sit there but I do want to go over that you know Narsch guy just for a second because there are I think some some important elements let's see if I have the uh, what I need I think is the internet um, what do I need I need probably probably a, probably a um, no, we're, we're okay. an ethernet cable there we go okay. that to the track. let's see the ethernet yeah. let's yeah. see if ethernet works and if I can do that that'll be mm-hmm. great um, the truth is, is that uh, you know the Rambam says in 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 in, in uh, Tainas, that every you know fast day isn't just about not putting food into your mouth. It's really about thinking about the issues that that generated that original uh, event. Um, and uh, yeah, when it comes to the big Tynesim, it's easy to think about. Oh, look, we don't have. You know, we don't have uh, our base amikdosh. We don't care about the avoda, so it's easy in a way. On other fast days, um, maybe Tinez Esther is a little bit harder because you're sort of like anticipating the future. But even those days, you can think about what it means to have to stoop to uh, and having been in such danger. But uh, on on Asar Batavis, <coughs> which we know is really the beginning. Uh, of the fact that we didn't have control of our destiny, right? The fact was, is that that was, it celebrates the fact that there was a, a, commemorates the siege commemorates the beginning of the fact that there will be a siege that you're not going to control. And, 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 and in a way, we're still living that, i sorry you, we're still living that sense that our fate of our country, the fate of Eretz Israel, the fate of Judaism in some ways in terms, not of, not of religious Judaism, but keeping Torah mitzvahs, but the fate of having uh, what's going to happen with us, what's going to happen with us as people, again, the last hundred years has definitely shown, even the last 20, 30 years, so that we aren't our own masters, and we have to worry and, and, and mollify and coddle and, and and worry about what's going on. Um, and I'll to tell you, this in a way brings that home, because here they were. They, From that time on, even the whole time of uh, Yisrael, you know, the Jewish people, although they established a second commonwealth, it was touch and go. right? We talked about the Neschanukkah last time, but that was sort of like a, a blip. You no know, true they had certain control but as soon as uh, we know that they had to appeal to Rome and of course before the Neist Hanukkah they were under domination of other countries so assbitaus is sort of the beginning of pretty much a goalless type of situation even when we have Eretz Yisrael so what is this connection to today's chuba well a little bit <laughs> because the truth is is that this issue that Rav Moshe deals with um, has become a really a flashpoint issue. Um, it's become uh, an issue of what does it mean that a person can't read the Torah? What does it mean you're not going to give a person an aliyah? Or what is that? What's what, what is that about? And um, it, it really uh, generated a lot of interesting types of sometimes. Real halocha argument, and sometimes meta halocha argument. Because as you know, we're going to be talking about a child laying the toe oh, That's really what, what it's about, in case you couldn't guess from the, from the, from the And, um, it started in a way, in a pretty benign way. And let's just take a look a little bit. I'll, let me just get the, uh, online a little bit discombobulated, but here we go. There we go. Everybody can see alright? as I say, understand the myriad sources may look again for the Luchic antecedents, but well, we're going to find that out I'll go back to marveling at the relevancy i am talking about marveling at the relevancy actually, that's something which we were talking about right now be shocked by the critical responses, yeah, there are some pretty shocking uh, uh, and, and unfortunate things that people said about Rav Moshe uh, after this chuba was printed but okay but he wrote it. It's interestingly, Roger Feinstein came to America in 1936. And, of course, people will tell you that's one of the, the, the self-signs the of Mashiach protest right? that America had the right man at the right time. Now, it wasn't clear in 1936 that he would become the Hoseik Hadar, but in a couple of years, especially 1939, uh, right before World War II began, there was an Asif of Rabbanim, Um, I believe, I'm sure it was in New York and Rav actually gave a speech there and his speech was about the fact that there's no reason why we can't have takonos the same way Bezdan Hagodo had Um, and that we have enough intellectual brain power and mastery of Aloha to be able to institute things here Um, and I guess he was implying even throughout the world he wasn't saying that, like the Marie Beyra, that we should have the Bezdin back, but Rameshu was very confident about the ability to actually not only live a lochic life, but to institute things within uh, the community. That speech that he gave was actually picked up um, uh, and written up in a Torah journal that Rabzevin and Eretz throw read, and Rabzevin had a little bit of a critique on that journal and he said, there's this young rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who I've heard you know, you I remember, we know about him and he wrote this thing, which I think is almost exaggerated, he says that, that they almost have the koach bezden agoro, that they have the ability to, uh, to actually um, to, to rabbonim have a right to actually impose, so no, that, that I'm sure he's just overstating it or maybe it was, it was, it was not reported properly um, I think again, from what I know about Rav Moshe's tshubas, um I-, I think he was very confident in the koach of his p'shak. And uh, he felt that what that, that he was given, uh, although again, they always meet them call him the Rosh Hashiva. The people that are very close to him call him the Rosh Hashiva because they studied in his yeshiva, I think he was very confident, as you're going to see in the language of the Psalm here, how he's going to emphasize that this is the only way he could be. But even though you're going to see that it's something almost like, you know, it's it's like, wow. And Ramosha is something that you never would have thought of, and it seems to go against what seems to be explicit in other sources. And Ramosha says, you have to say this. So, Ramosha, I, I sort of like chop my lips at it because. To me, understanding Ramosha a friend of mine, by the way, uh, wrote a doc, wrote a book that's available in all the, in the Bermans and a lot of bookstores now. Uh, Dr. Harel Gordon uh, wrote a book about, and it's based on his doctorate, uh, on the Derach of Ramosha Feinstein and Halacha. I think it's a book about 900 or 1,000 pages. Um, and I, I had to supposed to work with uh, Harel uh, and SAR together. He was the 12th grade Rebbe and I was the 11th grade Rebbe. And we used to talk a lot because uh, you know, I was fascinated by the fact that this is a man from Eretz Israel you know, from the Mizrahi camp, sort of, uh, and he was and he was working under Moshe Feinstein um, as a posik, and um, you know he his done he uh, I can I have he sent me some of the early galley's of it, so I have sort of his PhD uh, in preparation, uh, and, I, and, and, and there's a tremendous amount uh, in there, but I think that. Uh, you know, when we take a look about his importance uh, and, and what what he did, um, you know, I think he, you have to realize that he saw himself primarily as a Lamden that was put into a situation where he had to deal with a, a, an America that was different, and also a world of tzad uh, that was very different. Uh, R' Chaim said about R' Moshe that when he read some of his Jubas and again, Rechai died, of course, at the, at the inception of World War II. Rechai Meiser had seen some of the chuvahs that he had written from Luban, and he said, you know, in other words, he's, he writes as if he was from a 100 years earlier. Meaning that a lot of what we know is like the Dera Halimud and what's considered sort of like the Yeshiva method of analysis, Ramesha sort of is doing all that. But without the lingo, without the language, like he's sort of like, he's deep, but, but, but in, in writing in a, in, in a way that, uh, is, is different than the average Rosh Hashiva or Rav who was, had a lot of discussion. Now you could say part of that was because he was almost self-taught. I mean, he had his, uh, his, his, his father, from David, uh, who he learned by, by, he were by his uncle, uh, but he wasn't, Rosh was not what we say a product of, brisk, a product of Elojan, a, a product of tells. He wasn't really part of that milieu. Um, and, and therefore, he sort of had a different way of looking at things, a way that initially shocked people, especially as we're going to see in the chesedish world. They were extremely, because, you know, as, as you're going to see in a couple of minutes. All right, so let's talk about how this whole tshubah began. Um, as I said, it's... Um, well chaos ensue when the almost team exclaims, What? Today I'm not a man. I hope you guys got that because when I was growing up, that was like your typical bar Mitzvah speech. Today I am a man. <laughs> so let's take a look at promotions, Jim, and see what the story was. You might be familiar with it already. Okay. What happened? So first of all, again I want to show you the date. Nineteen thirty eight. Seshman tough reachadi tests. Okay? uh is in America two years. And he's confronted with the following crisis. What happened? The boy studying for his bar mitzvah. <laughs> the bar mitzvah teacher prepared with him. He didn't realize when he becomes bar mitzvah. In other words, they so miscalculate. It was calculated when he's becoming actually 13 in a day. So they either didn't have his correct birth date, or they didn't have the calendar that Ezra's paper sent out about what day he should, what day his, his what his Parsha should be, and they already invested efforts in order that he would know whatever would we'll say Parsha's balak, right? And it turns out, what's after Parsha's balak? Bit close, right? Turns out, that really, he would be Barbits and Parshah's Finch. That's an easy one to read, because everybody records, repeats itself a lot. But and that was the one that he had uh, prepared. Right? This was M'Keshel, mm-hmm. so probably not. But anyway, so, I don't know who it was. And it's interesting that Ramesh actually didn't say who. Ramesh was very um, uh, generous. And handing out the names of people, um, you know, some of my classmates in Memphis um, made it in there, and, and they were frying green. But of course, my my uh, my teacher at Rebbe for many years is in there all the time. It's but always fun to see the names. Here, he's not telling you who it is, um, and I'm not sure why. So, Hine amogan Abram Simon Reish Pei Bei Ino Okay. This is Ilche Shabbos, by the way. Yeah. Simon Reshpey is not in the laws of creation. Uh-huh. It's in Ilche Shabbos. and a Koton cannot be a Balkeire. Yeah. And what do you mean it can't be a Balkeire? According to the halacha of the Brisa, it's actually a Mishnah in Megillah and a Brisa in Kotan Koton Olu, Minyan Zion. A Koton can be one of the people you called up. Now remember, at the time. Of Chazal, um, it's, it started. There were two periods Chazal talk about. And there's a third period that only kicked in in the time of the Gonim. The first period was, of course, you know, you, once you had. Let's talk about Ezra first. Ezra made this. Ezra took the essential takana of hearing Kriya Santer, that Moshe Rabbeinu had already established, and Ezra developed the idea of uh, of every time you read the Torah the people that come and read it should reflect something about the day that it's happening. Meaning not the, <coughs> necessarily the type of people they're called, but the number of people. And somehow the number stands for something, right? The fact that Shabbos has seven, Kippur was six, right? Yomath with, with, with five, Shritus with four. So it was very sort of organized that it should be exactly this way and this, and this type of psukim. Okay, but part of the takana originally was that the the, the way of starting in time of Ezra, first, just like it says in the beginning of in the middle of Sefer Nehemia, uh, Ezra stood up and, and opened up the Sefer. The person who, who reads from the Sefer first makes the first bracha <coughs> a bracha before, and then afterwards, the person who, um, the last person that called up, Mister Seven would do the last program. And that, you would have a Cree of seven people, and you have the guy who starts, and it's that, and then the other bookend is the guy who finishes it. But meanwhile, you stop and call other people that are part of that same uh, flow. Did that was, was the original. Barron? What? Did they have Misha Barons? <laughs> <laughs> that was That was part of the idea. The first one read, and then another person came, and then you you got that sense of what, what, what Laney was. Then there was a problem in terms of, uh, of, 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 of being so we were afraid people were going to come in. They didn't hear the first bracha. People started to come late. They didn't hear the bracha Rishona. So then they decided, okay, everybody makes their own bracha now. So the first ola, the second ola, the third ola, then continuing continue until you have seven, let's say, on Shabbos, each one making a bracha beforehand and a bracha afterwards. Somewhere in that period, now obviously things changed after that we'll talk about that in a second but somehow after that period in that period the prices says clearly that a katan that or an isha can be called as the minion Shiva is the law right so we're going to talk about what that means a little bit in a second but it definitely means he's one, he or she, <coughs> is one of the seven people. There are some Rishonim that say it means afterwards, but okay. But let's assume the majority of Rishonim say it means that they are able to be in that seven. Now, in that seven means they're going to call and read the Torah. They're going to be called up, and gonna, there is no makre. There is no, as my son says, it's not about kore, dad. It's about kriya. It's not, right? But okay. I'll, I'll use, yeah. I spoke to Tubia uh, in Muncie once. and He was telling me, you know, when he talked about his, um, his uh, Shas Menukai. And, you know, he, uh, even in the time of uh, and Iverschitz, there was plans to print a Shas with Nikudos in it. And he went to Gedolim in Eretz and said, well, how should I be Menachitis? Because, you know, there was already Steinsalz who had had a Nikud. So for example, when I come to B'mai uh, Kamiflige, right? Really, the way it should be manuka is B'mai Again, I guess, you know, if you speak Aramaic properly, and you know Dictum, which I don't, but it should be B'mai Komiflige, which is what all of us who went, you know, people who've been in yeshiva, you remember? B'mai So, it turned out that that's incorrect. It should be B'mai Komiflige or zoo is really zo Vizo, right zo v'ein sarachomar zo it's not Zu v'zoo zoo v'zoo so they told him if this is the way people have been saying it uh, I forgot who he told me gave him the p'sak then you don't have to if everybody in the world would see everyone says but my whether it's correct or not it's Okay, to be that. otherwise you, you're you causing people a little bit of a disassociation. So I tell my son as well, okay, I know you're right, it's Balkria, but no one knows what you mean when you say who's the Balkria. They <laughs> think it's the person who's some guy, you know, some. Right. Say Balkore, even though it's wrong. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the Psack of Tubia Ruttenberg's, uh, uh, whoever's placed it, that sometimes a mistake. Yeah, keep, keep it, in keep it, keep it the O-O. So the ba- there was no balkayre, okay. Everybody was a balkayre. Remember, everybody learned how to read, but when they were five, from five to ten, everybody knew Tanakh by the time they were ten years old, and they knew it with the Talmud, right? It wasn't like they had other stuff, so it wasn't so hard. Again, you did have Amaratsim who didn't learn, but mostly it wasn't such a big demand. And things started to change in the period of the golden. And again, it's a question about why it changed exactly. <coughs> but at the end of the day, it changed because there was ignorance. <laughs> Tyson says the ignorance was people pushed it, forgot, didn't know how to do it. So we had to get someone to do it. And because there was a, a, a great percentage of people who didn't know. And therefore, you wanted to give people an aliyah. What's going to be, when, when 60 or 40% know, or 60% know, another the 40% can't. So when they get the aliyah, it's going to look very embarrassing. So this way, we established there should be a Baal Kriya. Okay, right. Um, the Rush actually says it a little bit different. He says it wasn't the problem. So it was the ignorance, but it was actually the, the not knowing that you're ignorant. Because there's these other people who say they know Adelaide. And they don't. You have people who think they're vikiyam, and and there's no way you can convince them that they're not. And really, they're not on that level at all. So it's sort of the same sort of thing. It's like, Like, well, I know how to do that. Yeah, of course, yeah, I I, I can do that. Of course, I'm good. And then it's much harder. So you have the embarrassment of the people who don't know, and you also have, oh, he thinks he can do everything. So so the Goinim established, it's almost universal, that there should be someone a shliach tzibur, and that's the question: Is he a shliach tzibur uh, of delaying the Torah? So that was a new thing. That you have a new person as you know, delaying the Torah. So now the question is: Can a katan serve that role? So now we understand the Mogen Avram is uh, Moshe telling us, bringing from the Knesset Hagodola that a katan can't be a makra. Again, the prima question is: In the time of Chazal, <laughs> right? He actually lamed. So how can you say that a cotton can't lay? And therefore, as the as the Rehoshua says, What does that mean when he's laying? Even though he's ten, he seems to at the time of chazal, he seems to be mozi the people listening. How does that work? Okay, that's a, that, that's a mystery. But in K shatamu. Now, what's the reason why? I he's only 10 or 11. Well, the reason is, what are we talking about? We're talking about Kriya Prima Primagodim is saying, okay, what is the Takon of Kriya Satora? Again, Salvechik has, uh, 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 this is an area where has spoken about quite a bit, Kriya Satora, the I love his Kriya Satara, but we know... Jonathan, you're probably are familiar with the Shir Mosaic HaVemari. He has uh, a big piece on Takana's Moshe Rabbeinu, and especially about what this Takana of, 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 of was. But the Prima Gautam doesn't look at it in such a heady way. He says, it's, at the end of the day, it's not. It's basically, it's not in the Torah itself. Whether Moshe Rabbeinu, as an individual, he said, that's that just it's just like a Takana of, 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 of not eating baserot. It's like, a t- it's ultimately, the fact that the rabbi who instituted that was Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't give it a status higher than a Darabonah. <laughs> Even though it's Moshe Rabbeinu's vested, <laughs> they're the one who decided we should have Kriya Satay. At the end of the day, that's like the Darabonah, that, uh, you know, that we keep a second day Yom whatever it is, it's all part of this big rabbinical uh, experience. So therefore the the God himself it must be the cotton true he's not really hype and so it's all it is is at the rabbonon but he's at the rabbonon to do this and even though i guess there's an extra layer because he's at the rabbonon in at the rabbonon but he's at the rabbonon in rabbon he can be motzi the the um the God um ve nish'a bit sarachian heter ma khmasa besha'satrak godo so therefore the Primugodim says if you're in a situation where there is no God also he could lay and then he says so let let me give you, I said I was going to give you a peek behind the scenes, for some of you this might be standard fare, but there's a couple of things here that uh, alert me okay the fact that in later years Ramosha, although he always did use the Prima Gondim again, he was younger here I'm sure a lot of times in his later chubas this is what I want to talk about Harold Gordon by the way now I remember him, sorry there's a difference between Ramosha in the 30s and the 60s there's different difference in the 30s and 40s and the chubas he wrote uh, in the 60s and 70s and, and, and early 80s um, again, you have to say that I mean, this is part of what you know I was talking with Harel about, is that what a, 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 a lot of the later truths of Moshe Feinstein itself, um, they are almost like cryptic. There's a, he's a, he always writes difficultly, but there's like lines and stuff that you know are missing and his grandson, Mordechai Temler, Mordechai Temler, inserted in order to make them more uh, readable. You know what I'm talking about. okay? Uh, Rabbi Freim Greenblatt has told me that he won't be on the later truth, the later volumes because of the scandals and other things, even before the scandals with, with Mordecai Tedler he didn't trust it that, that, that it was all from Revelation so to me, when I see something he wrote in the 30s, that's him that's him at 40 years old that's the man. That's not it's not just wow, he's eighty years old and he's still worried about becoming an investor, he doesn't want the pacemaker, all the stories here about Ramasha, this is Ramosha at at his at his at his in his, his, his youth. Remisha like, you know, bursting. He just you know, off the boat, powerful thinking. So I put a lot of emphasis to stuff that Ramosha wrote when he was younger. True, you know, we have this sense that the Gdolim are the Gdolim. They become a Gdol, and from the time of 30 to the time they go to the MS, there's really no change. They were great, great Gdolim. And I think that that does a disservice to our study of because we have to see that there is, you know, Ramosha in, 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 in 1938, I'm not saying that, he, that you don't see the same elements. But the Chuvas are much longer. They they they, they, they have the, the uh, almost the enjoyment, the rippling of his of his intellectual muscles are, are evident when he's going into other areas and answering up other questions that he's not necessarily worried about. In the later tshuvas, where he's just trying to be the man to answer the questions that the Jewish people need, because <laughs> there he's got he's older and he's got more questions, and everybody's waiting for him. So the are are, are are by by definition, more terse and not necessarily as explanatory. Whereas what he was writing when he was young was different. And I think that's important for people who study Rav Moshe to see what period in his life that, that it came from. So, um, that's why I'm saying this is like Spitz Revolution in a way. Maybe maybe as he developed here, the research is really part of what I'm talking about. In later years, he almost would say, okay, that Prima Godin that you mentioned, all right, I looked it up. In other words, instead of, he, he almost was dismissive. He dealt with, in other words, if you would ask Rahmosha a question, and you have to ask like an intelligent person, so you showed a number of sources that you wanted to build your case, so Rav Moshe would do you the courtesy of checking those sources and probably showing you that you were wrong in, in, in much of what you were saying. But it's not like Rahmosha himself developed his ideas through those sources. And sometimes he would say, That book I don't have. Oh, that's safe? Okay, yeah, all right, I see what that what's there, but you know, I'm gonna have to deal with this where I'm coming from. I'm not gonna go into that. Uh, and I think that's what you see as the trumists develop. Almost like a um, uh, impatience with the, you know, the over scholasticism of the people that were asking the questions. Well, I got this source, this source, this that, etc. Forcing Ramesh to have to sort of, you know, jump through hoops. Here, what Ramesh is doing is dealing with what's pretty much on the page. Got the Mogen Avraham, you open have a and Prima then decides he's going to answer the Mogen Abram. Now, the truth is, is from a historical perspective, this is not the Mogen necessarily. Let me show you, uh, before we see Rabbi answer, I'm going to show you what this really is. So the way I'll do this is I have here something. One of my favorite uh, terms. Let's see if it's up here. Where are you, Father? Father, why have you forsaken me? I did that already this was a this was I figured I should not. let's this see. is more fodder yes <laughs> okay where's my father for hold on let's try this okay that's boy do I have stuff here um fodder here we go hi father. okay I am your father. okay here we go <laughs> you gotta have some reference right okay that can be, all right. So here's the Gemara. Uh, you can see it up there. Okay, so this is really why this tube is very relevant, because this baby is the is still one of the major arguing and settling points between what we call modern orthodoxy or left leaning orthodoxy or. Um, Orthodox, I'm not sure what you want to call it, but the idea of women's minyanim and women getting alias and the possibility of changing the idea of Co uh, seaboard this, this, uh, this topic is is I don't know if it's still red hot but it was about ten years ago 10 15 years ago you tell me if it still is I don't know um, but the idea of well you know maybe we can we can go back and alter. Co at um, one of the, the my famousmas I didn't send to you and I'm sure many of you disabled have have, have read it is the Frimmer Brothers uh, article special on on on, on women in Kriya have you read that article it's, it's pretty incredible right it's like wow it's like you know talk about being overwhelmed but basically it's most it's, a, it's anything I could say here, is in there in spades, like a lot of thorough analysis of this whole issue about what does it mean why we don't call certain people up to the torah and can can things change but anyway but here is the uh the the what Ramosha was dealing with that Ramosha didn't see I don't know if he wanted to see or he was interested in seeing it but it didn't it really didn't ha- it didn't Ramosha didn't care but let me just show you uh, what it is. Okay, this is the Ran here. So I want to show you the prima. I want to show you the the, the, the Primagodim uh and the Knessasagadeva. Okay. Okay, so right in Shulchan Aruch, here's the Shulchan Aruch again, I call Ayuminan Shiva, Afiu Isha, the Kotan Shideyu in Vorak and Chachomim Omrucha Khome Isha Wat Tiker Bitsiban Lake Play Latzivre. Um I want, before we move on, I just want to tell you that, that this is one piece. It's not two separate prices. The same price that it says women can get Naliyah says amru It's not like, oh, the original was. Uh, the record that we have that women and, and children can get Naliyah also comes with this caveat, which indicates that. It, it, so I'm not sure. Was there ever a time women were getting Aliyahs? I'm not sure. Um, but. It's not like oh later Rabbi said don't do it. That's not the statement. It's one brisa that has a um, uh, you know there's an organic unity in that brisa. Okay, let's go on. So, Ruchaim ben Okay, the uh, Reb Waldenberg calls him the Maaseh al Um Born in Constantinople, Kushta as it's called. Um, he was a student of Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi of Trani, which is interesting because his father, the grand, the father of Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi of Trani, the Mabit, was sort of like, he was like Rabbi Yaakov to Rabbi to Rabbi Yosef's In other words, in the Eretz Yisrael, you had, you had a lot of great men. You had the Marumbach, who was sort of like the maverick in Yerushalayim, who really uh, was from the old door. But after in the the mid-16th century the two big poskim of Eretz Yisroel were uh, the Mabit and the Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Cairo the Mabit's son, Rabbi Yosef left Eretz Yisroel to collect money because basically the communities in Eretz Yisroel could not survive unless the communities in the helped them. And it wasn't just like we have, the Meshulach shows up in Kennedy, and does a whirlwind tour, and gets someone to drive him, and then he's back to Eretz Yisro. But the way it worked was they would spend months and years in the Chutzlarets being the agent. That was the Marit. Rabbi Yosef, he started in Eretz Yisro. He was trained in Eretz Yisro by the best he came to he came to constantinople he was in his 30s and they gave him a position of being the Rosh Hashiva of constantinople because he was a hot shot this little boy Chaim grows up and he gets the schus because of the sort of the accident of the marit going there to kushta to be a Talmud of the marit and the marit opens him up to everything so he becomes not the the Knesses as he's called, Chaim Ben Benishti. He lived all the way time till the uh, till the Saint Svi debacle. As you can see, died in 1673. way even past that. As you can see, he wrote uh, his in, in his twenties. He was already writing uh, svarim that we still use today, um, and, and he was commenting on the Basic Yosef and on the tour. Okay, all right. So let's see what he writes. So the first thing he decides to talk about is he has he has a pilpul in the Rambam. Uh, the pilpul in the Rambam is the Rambam seems to imply that you can give. Uh, here's the lawshna Rambam. Everybody see that? Uh, okay, we may time this today. Shachzimimcha perishleisha, no less than that, and no more. Isha lo So it looks like the Rambam seems to be saying that a katan and, a, and an Isha possibly, but a cotton for sure can get an aliyah even today. Right? This was the this was the the impression because the is talking about when you read three, right? Right. All these days shakras, mincha, Here's the three one right This is this is all these times you read three Aliyos. you call three people up. <laughs> so it sounds like according to the Rambam. That you could actually give a kot on shlishi even on a day when you read three. And so then he goes into this issue. I, I actually believe that this whole question doesn't start because if you go back to Lukashna Rambam inside, you'll see that it's actually a separate aloch <laughs> and it's, the Rambam is just in a different topic now. So the whole the whole kasha I hate the sometimes. It depends what print of the rambam you had. I, I know which print of the rambam the Knesset Zagdeva had. Was the, for the Roman, the, the print from Rome. It's not clear where the halacha marker is. In other words, the rambam wrote. He wrote in manuscript. When's the next, you know what I'm saying? Is this a new halacha? In the yeshiva world they say, right? They're lenient, right? Why is this point in the same statement? and and, and many brilliant ideas uh, have been speculated based on that but but it's it's based on a mistake the Rambam didn't necessarily mean it's all one idea as you can see this is Aloha Tazayin all about 7, 6, 5 4, 3 he's into a different topic It's not about right the, the fact that Avaka before Chevra uh, El- he was talking. I mean, before... well, what was the Gemara's What is he What? Yen- Yen- you fu- it, it it. Uh, well, again, so we could That could be next week's year, I think. <laughs> but, I, but, it, but 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 give me that's really a, a, a big issue. What is that covenant? Blue- right On a simple level, though, a simple level, I would say that um, it, it almost. It seems like the simple shot is that it looks embarrassing to them that a woman uh, who was supposed to be less of a scholar, less of a reader had to read and, and for them. It's almost like what? You need a woman? right? So therefore it almost it sort of sends a message that we can't do it we don't have enough men out there or we have the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah to do it that's the simple shot yeah, there's other ways you can say that maybe it's it's sort of embarrassing to have a lady have a prominence and, and be looked at and heard. That's not, you know, yes, that's another possibility. It doesn't COVID sound like Sieber. that. That sounds like her cover, right? right okay. we just had that in Shuas. Remember about right. coming to the Besden. Why weren't playing with a kid? Huh? You see a little fine? No, no, no. Kid, kid's kid. not in that another uh, should apply to a kid too. saying an 8-year-old kid that looks embarrassing. Right. That should also be covered up. Too. But there I guess the difference is there's an understanding that we're sort of like nudging him towards his right. channel, <laughs> yeah. In other words, when it's a, when it's a kid, kid, the kids like hey look who he's going to be cop, He's going to come the next promotion. Who knows, right? Whereas a woman comes out there it's like Right, you guys. I guess you need me now, right? So that I, I think that's the simple shot. I like the hundred shot. Yeah, but it, it doesn't. Say, it definitely doesn't sound good <coughs> to modern ears, right? Especially men have a mitzvah. We, what men have a mitzvah? Leave it in So right. So it's showing that we're not to fulfilling our obligations, which she does. She doesn't have. Right. And, right, So it's sort of like an insult to us, almost. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. That's yeah, and uh, cool a is coalition. So this is, that's so another shiur we can have about whether you know th- this gets into the whole shira sayah. Maybe we maybe we should do aziyos. The shira sayah was a part the b'shalach. We'll talk we new topics. Uh, Hilly and I work on, on a topic. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think wasn't his question. We gotta get. Wasn't his question okay. from the gemara that kiry Laminian shiva. Right, right, that's true. But a minion just might mean again. You're right. That's the that's the Knesset David's question. But 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 I'm saying is the, in, the kashet in, the he's not talking. He's not talking about uh, gimel. He's just quoting the gemara, as you can see. All right. So that's that that just okay, that's just to show. That sometimes when you look at stuff inside, you can see that. All right. But now let's take a look at, at at his major point. Okay, here we go. Um. So then he says, okay, quotes all the people who disagree with the Rambam, and then he yeah, answers the Rambam. Rambam. He says, even the Rambam means only Shiva. Okay, and you have to say that. All right. Um, and he brings a ride from the Rambam himself, in the parish Mishnah. Okay. Um, and then, as an afterthought, he says, a Shiva Avilios, who and on this he says, he quotes this as Now, we have the benefit of being able to read this clearly. This is from the bariwan um, uh, The original Knesset kind of Sajdele print wasn't as clear as this. But there's some, Aram Melamed, and and the editors tell you what it is, that it's called Mishpat Sarechei Le Gimel none of this, Rav Moshe did not look at the Knesset of Dewey inside, he definitely didn't have the modern version of the Knesset of what he had was this what he had was the Mogen Avram, so let's look at that Mogen Avram okay. so here's the Mogen Avram <laughs> Avluyosumakra, Eno Yokala Chiyovu Besaris, Ram Milundrish, the Chuvas Besyf, Simon Ben Gibel. Okay. Um the promotion doesn't care. He didn't need to check the closest like that or find uh, this chuva. Right? Even though that's what you should do. If you don't understand something, which right, if someone you hear a stock and you have a myrab, understand it. It's a theory. How can you say that a cotton can't lane can't get an aliyah? So if you got an aliyah he's laying for everybody, why can't he why can't he get why why can't he uh, why can't he be the lane? Okay, well, Ramasha says Moganavram quotes it, I'm gonna explain why it's true. The rest of us might say, well, let's check that Moganavram, where did he get it from? So he got it from here. From the Le'u, which was again the Tos Around it sounds like there was somebody from London, of course it's not, this was actually um, Malamed got turned into Milandrish, Right? It was the, it was her mayor, Malamed, and I got in Lundrish. Chumas Yosef. it was actually Ksav Yad. So who is this mayor, Malamed? So I had to do some research on this mayor, Malamed, and figure out what, 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 what and, and, and I knew that there was, I already had the, uh, the help. Look, one thing you have to realize is that it was in Savyad the, 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 the Mayor Melamed lived in uh, was, was uh, in the Turkish Greek area he was in Izmir and in, uh, Salonika and Constantinople and he wrote, actually he printed he was one of the lucky ones who was able to collect enough money to print chubas uh, in the early part of the 17th century actually they came out in 1615 same time the and the others were, were writing, he was uh, way before, again, when Hesedede was a young boy. So by the time Hesedede was like hopping around and, and learning by the Marit, uh, his swarim were, 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 were popping off the shelves. People liked his swarim. Um, but there was only, and there were two volumes that came out of, and he called it Mishpat Sedech. But then he had a third volume that he didn't because he couldn't find the money to print. That only was printed in 1796. Uh, way after the Brahm and everybody else. So it was impossible for anybody to even see it. The only way you could see it is if you lived in, uh, in, 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 in Izmir or Salonika and you happened to be able to be in that area and you were able to ask, can I see that manuscript? Can I see Rav Meir Malamit's manuscript? And that's where the Knesset Zagdeva researcher that he was found it. So he actually got the chance. Oh, can I have these papers? No, you can't take them. Oh, can I copy it? Uh, maybe we'll give you. But he actually read the Chuvin and Now, a hundred or fifty years later, it was in print. But at the time, he didn't have Rav initially didn't even have the time to go through. And I actually went through the book. It's about six, seven pages. And it's nothing the way Rav Moshe tries to explain it. Uh, Again, it does deal with the essential issue of why a cotton should be different, but he doesn't explain the way Rav Moshe does. And Rav Moshe really, at the end of the day, doesn't care. He needs to explain it in its own, without it being necessarily connected to the facts behind the case. And this is Rav Moshe's answer. Moshe's basic answer is, is that we're making a mistake about what we think Kriya Satera is Kriya Satera is no one's being mowed to you with Kriya Satera not really even in the time let's go back to Ramosha again even in the time of uh, even in the time of Chazal let's go back to Ramosha um, even in the time of Chazal what was it that Kriyas Satera was? Okay. There, basically, the way it works is shomeiach omen If you read the. I really tell you to look at Frimer's article. I'll send it to you guys if you want. Almost like a scientific, brilliant explanation of what Shamaic Ohana means. But at the end of the day, we know what that means. I'm listening to you. I'm connected to you. You know I'm listening and, and, and you realize and it's like I'm doing what you're doing. I'm hearing you. I use my auditory faculty to hear what you're doing and it's like I'm doing it. He says, he says that won't work by greatest i tell you. If I'm being moved to you Ka'ona, it actually, Revelation says, it undermines what Kriya Santeria is. Because Kriya Santeria is for you to hear a number of people get up there and read. It's for you to observe and listen and absorb that seven Jewish men, a possible woman or a child, came up and read sections of the Torah. And it was seven and you heard it. That's what it's about. But if you would decide that you're going to read the Torah all yourself, then you wouldn't be able to. You could take a shofar and blow it. You could take a megillah and read it, even though uh, you don't have a zebra with you. But you can't read it not just because it's not the He says the purpose is that you need to hear seven different readers based on the days so of Vayyikra so it's not about oh you're being motzi me because by you reading it's like I'm reading so therefore he says a big he says the Koray doesn't have to have them in mind <laughs> there's no idea <laughs> I'm going to read the Torah I'm going to be motzi you I'm going to be a from ok right now you don't need to hey <laughs> the Koray doesn't have to be miskav and lahot so um and he doesn't have to be able to do it either even a child who can't be most to you can be a Balkare <laughs> or valkriya because you can hear it from him okay then he gets into now Rav rolls up this I told you about the rippling muscles that's the next, most of the truth is all about why shofar is different why is Kia shofar different because shofar we know, what's the bracha for shofar? Ushmoa ko shofar and yet, shofar is different. So he spends again. Again, we don't have time, but he, this is where Moshe enjoys himself, describing what shofar is about and all the three different shittas Rosh Hashanah, Again, this is almost like a whole sheer in Rosh Hashanah and what giyah shofar is and why the guy has to have kavana there. It's not really I, I, oh, believe me. It's 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 it's, it's fascinating and, cri- and sort of like labyrinthic, cryptic labyrinth, those things. Okay. Anyway, so that's all about for shofar, shofar, shofar. Okay, with the but like he just he ain't finished with this. Poor little bar mitzvah boy's not getting an answer yet. Oh, here we go. The balamor. He's got he's got the balamor and this in five different possibilities. He, it's incredible. Okay, he probably didn't I, have to look it up either. And I agree. <laughs> and then he was whoa 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 whoa. Okay, here we go. He has the a of Mitzvah. But that's not by haTorah, because by haTorah it has to be others. Now. Um now I'll tell you, of course I've caught you get an Yeah, of course, she doesn't have the mitzvah haTorah, And she could never be motzi someone. Okay. But The mitzvah is you. You're doing the mitzvah by listening. And it's not like I need you to do the mitzvah for me. Ah, what about today, the time of the gonim, that you have someone else reading? Ah, you have to hear seven people. You're, you're, all you're hearing is what? You're hearing one person lay. an exclamation point put in by me it's only one person oh oh yeah there's an answer everybody else is reading quietly right the guy's making the bracha and he's reading along with the shots that's a no clue (laughs) because the person listening doesn't hear that guy right Uh, and and, and even if he could oh I hear that guy whispering no that's not the of the world and even the right to make a bracha, the right to get an aliyah and make a bracha—you already made berachas Torah. What are you making a bracha again? How can we make the bracha of are Torah? Well, how can we get an aliyah today if we already make berachas Torah this morning? The reason is because this is a different mitzvah. It's not just learning Torah; it's a kriya of letting the tzibur hear you. Well, you didn't. You're making that bracha, and you're not doing it. So how does this whole work? So you have to say that even when we instituted a um, chazan should read, he is actually the shliach of the person who got the aliyah. Da'anakra <laughs> shlucha. Ah, so it means whenever, us, whenever we get an aliyah, the balcore, the balkriya is our shliach. Because if he's not our shliach, everybody listening is not listening, they're listening to one person. This way, although it's the same voice the same balkorah, it's technically seven people. Because I can make him a shliach to represent me to read the Torah for me. Which means I heard seven people. Not really, I heard the same voice, but I heard it each person used that as his megaphone. But it was seven people. Okay, he's a shliach. (laughs) He can't be a shliach. me the He can't be a shliach. He can't a shliach. So that's why, when it was the time of Chazal, when the Kotan was actually laying the Torah, reading the Torah, I don't need it to be my Shliyach. He's a different person. He represents one of the seven. So all I can do, I'll hear him laying. That's enough. But when, now that he's the Chazan, meaning he's the Shliyach Sebor, he can't be a Shliyach. Now, in order for me, to get this is where emotions walk in the line, True, I heard the kriya, but I didn't hear the kriya from seven people. Oh, yes, you did. Well, no, they couldn't have made anishliya. a shliach. A cotton can't be a shliach. You could be mezake for a cotton. I can be a cotton shliach, but a cotton, cotton can't be mine. Therefore, Rashi says that's the reason why you can't allow it. So, what happens here in this case? So, Rashi says. Therefore, I just want to go to the end here. I know we're going to dive into the Torah, but he says. So he says, "Well, hey, after shasat atchak." No, prima wrong. <laughs> he says, "He says shas atchak is not muter because even shasat atchak you don't have the takana." So he says it's really tsarafia. Havel, he said, see how see how see how sure he is. Time am luchach. I'm right. The prima who is actually the one he's tried to 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 answer. Is, is, is too soft in this. He says, they're meiko b'shasat doesn't help you here. This, you, this is not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to have seven readers seven hearing it from seven through a shliach. You don't have that. going be He says, since it's such a tsar godol to the bar mitzvah, they're going to be saying, what, well, we, right? Right, according to Rosa Harab Lahakil. Okay, That's not shasachah. Shasachah means hey, there's another thing. It's halachically the right thing to do. Sure. But to say a hey, mochin, he said, listen, I know you're in a tough situation. You got a lot of pressure from the from the from the family. It's a big tsar. Okay, there is the prima He's wrong. There is the prima But uh, you know what? If you want to be mako. A little place to be up, which is different than Charles L. Cox. Again, this is, again, a little bit of, of uh, I hope, a little peek behind and understanding the rule. Right. Okay. As he said, you usually have a meeting for me as well. i a meeting for my house.
1: Take care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget to commend everyone for cleaning up their lunches. Yes. Uh-huh. Sorry. All right. Our-